0: Guys, we're live! How's everybody doing this fine, wonderful Sunday morning? Yeah, I should drop a theme song. I'm gonna do that right now. We'll be right back. I said, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Three Geeks Podcast. I do want to take a brief moment and discuss Scream 6. Uh, Nev Campbell is unfortunately not returning, but from what I hear, Nev's role was going to be short in Scream 6, and then they were looking at a bigger role in Scream 7, which is part of the negotiations going sideways. But one thing I want to pitch to the internet today, and I've been hashtagging it all over Twitter, is Jesse Camacho, friend of the show, was in Lock and Key, was in Working Moms, we got to get him in this this movie because he, one he promised me an interview about everything that happened behind scenes that he can talk about and two he'd be perfect for it so everybody hashtag Camacho the number four scream six because let's make it happen please make it happen It really make me happy
1: is uh wasn't was Nev Campbell a producer on any of the scream sequels or not because that tends to happen when you have like a long-standing uh actor I don't think which, so
0: Hmm. I guess she was promised back end deal with Scream three, okay, and the Weinstein's never paid her.
1: (laughs) And then um, (laughs) the Weinstein's shady, you say?
0: And then Scream five, it did really well, like box office wise. I think it's the highest grossing slasher of all time, and she can't get any of the money, like. I think she was talking to Jamie Lee Curtis a few years ago about how, you know, at some point women just have to decide like this franchise is mine and I want what I'm deserved and make the decision whether to leave or stay and uh, fight for what's theirs. And that's what she's doing. And she's got a lot of backing from the cast of Scream. So I hope I hope Nev gets paid because I want her in Scream 7. But like I said, until then everybody, hashtag Camacho for Scream Six. Let's get Jesse in Scream Six. It needs to happen like as soon as humanly possible.
1: Yeah. I I haven't followed the Scream franchise since two. I I like the first two Screams for what they are. I don't have a personal investment in Scream, but I'm all for you know creatives getting their doing proper for stuff that they <laughs> dedicate years of their lives to.
0: Nev Campbell is as important to Scream as Jamie Lee Curtis is to Halloween. I mean, you look at the Halloween movies without Jamie Lee, and nobody's going to argue that they're not as good as the rest. And the same thing with Scream. But we haven't seen Scream without Nev Campbell, so I can't really speak on that. But hashtag Camacho for Scream 6. Speaking of Scream 6, I think Khalia should also be in Scream 6. It could be a nice little Ah. lock and key reunion, Jesse and Khalia
2: yeah oh my god that'd be so much fun um i actually have a friend in scream um mason gooding and Mm. i was thinking of heading up to i don't know if you can hear me properly right now but um i was gonna head up to montreal this week but just everything happened last minute so i'm probably gonna go see him when they wrap i'm just gonna put these in sorry you're fine um but yeah it seems crazy i mean uh can you hear me now wait
0: we, oh we yeah. can hear you yeah you sound yeah. great it's, it's all good
2: headphones. hey okay uh jesse's uh from montreal so i think i think he went up because i'm oh, campaigning so yeah very excited for for uh that next movie but how are you guys hey <laughs>
0: We're doing great, Haleah, and uh, one of the reasons I wanted to get you back on, I know we're still a couple months away from the final season of Lock and Key, but you've been doing a lot more music on your Instagram, and one of the things that I'm loving about your Instagram is I see you coming out more, like, as yourself, like, you are you seem to be embracing you more than maybe before, I'm not saying that you weren't you before, but, you know, you've redone your hair, which I think the hair is
2: My great, hair's a mess like, you should, today.
0: <laughs> you should keep it that way, and, uh, <laughs>
2: Thank What's you. gotten
0: you doing more stuff on stage? Like what was the motivation?
2: Um, also brief shout out to season three of Lock and key on my hat right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been, I've been back on, not really back on stage. I, I didn't really do it too much growing up. And then I got like really uh, discouraged by it in high school and stuff like that. And then I was reintroduced to um, an open mic, uh three, four years ago, maybe a year bit before the pandemic happened. So um, I was just kind of getting back into that. And then the big fam jam started happening, which is just like this incredible group of musicians who all get together every Tuesday night and we just jam. And we um, just improvise all day, uh, like all night from like nine o'clock until one in the morning. And It's really special, and um, it's taught me a lot. I'm going to sit down here. (laughs) It's taught me a lot about, like, myself and, like, where I want to go with my music, and it allows me to experiment and also work on performing in front of crowds of people, which I'm very grateful to be able to practice before I actually start doing my own shows. So, yeah.
0: Uh, You said before you start doing your own shows, are you planning on doing your own
2: shows? Eventually, yeah. Yeah, eventually. (laughs) I've – I've been kind of prepping them. Like today I have a I have a a band rehearsal. So there's so many different sounds though right now. There's like my own stuff that I have on SoundCloud, which is more self-produced. It's more kind of like put some vibey lights on and kind of go for a journey. Um, and then I have my brother's stuff, which is more like go and party somewhere. (laughs) Um, and then I have this acoustic stuff that I'm bringing a band on to which is very like how did we describe it the other day it was kind of like Fleetwood Mac meets um oh god I can't even think of the other yeah I can't remember what it was that we said but it's kind of Fleetwood mac in a way you know <laughs> Pretty but cool. we're still figuring it out. We're still trying to, like, kind of navigate what uh, what we want to do and what we want to record next and put out there. So, yeah.
1: Well, since you have so many different kind of uh, avenues and genres that you're exploring a little bit, uh, what would you say is the biggest challenge with regards to that self-producing aspect for you? Like, what is the most challenging step?
2: Finishing it. Yeah, finishing it is is the worst thing ever because and that's why actually all of the songs that I have on uh, on SoundCloud right now, I call them mini muses because they're miniature songs that aren't completely finished. And that was a way for me as somebody who's like incredibly ADHD and has really bad perfectionism to the point of like never putting things out. um, I had to just let it go. I just had to be like, okay, this is, this is where I'm going. This is good enough for where I am right now. And what's exciting about that too, is if you just let it go and don't let the perfectionist voice in your head stop you from sharing anything at all, which it's happened to, it happens to all of my, like a lot of my friends. And I'm like, that's such a good song, put it out. And they're like, it's not ready. I'm like, it never will be. But just putting it out into the world is, is so relie- relieving and this great release and um, kind of also allows the audience, if they follow you from the beginning, kind of see how you've grown, which I'm open to because I have a lot of growth to do. I'm only back in this four years now and I have so much to learn.
1: I like that idea of, you know, you can always come back to it, too. It's like, but for the sake yeah. of, well, I got to get it out there. Otherwise, who's going to hear it? It's like, got to put it out there at some point. And yeah, I find that very relatable, that whole, uh, the work on this really isn't done, is it? But I got to let go of it for right now.
2: (laughs) And it maybe never will be, you know, but it's better to put something out. I mean, obviously, like make sure that it can be heard and that it's not clipping in your ears and, you know, there's like a basic structure that's there, but You sometimes do have to walk away and just say that's what it is right now. Like I have songs on that SoundCloud album that really need a good mix and master. Like they're just, it's, it's very quiet. And um, there are even lines in some of those songs that I improvise that I just, I don't have the original file because I did it four years ago and I'm horrible at organizing my files Um, (laughs) where I'm like, wow, I really should go back and, finesse that but I'm like if I'm if I release an official version on Spotify ever or I decide to do like some kind of show for that album then I'll go in and fine-tune it you know but for now it is what it is
0: <laughs> yeah like you said sometimes it's never ready in your eyes but putting it out there will allow others to enjoy it because that's the, that's the best thing in life in general is to just put stuff out there just do stuff yeah
2: Yeah, for sure. And you never know who it's going to connect with. And a big thing I've been saying a lot and thinking a lot about is nobody knows what you don't show them, they only see what you show them. And so I actually remember when I was in grade seven, in French class, my French teacher, we were doing like some kind of presentation. And me being a huge procrastinator, just like procrastinate to the last minute. And I had all these ideas, what I wanted to do for the presentation, but then I just didn't end up doing them because I was just a bad student. Um, (laughs) But uh, I got up to do my presentation and I was like, well, I really wanted to do this, but I didn't have time to do this. And he's like, don't tell us what you could have done. Show us what you did. And that has stuck with me, Mr. Zucala, that that has stuck with me my whole life ever since because it's like nobody knows what we could have done. They only know what we we do. Um, and sometimes what we've done is is really, really good. So.
1: I feel like that's also something maybe, I don't know if this is true or not for you, but that you apply for the acting side of things too is to kind of say like, there's a mystique around characters you create or characters that you're involved with. And it's like, I know sometimes people ask how much of you is in a character and maybe you want to kind of keep that up to interpretation of like, I don't know how much of me is in this character. What do you think?
2: <laughs> I feel like it's really bad that I say a lot um, because anyone who's watched the second season of Lock and Key will worry about me. Um, <laughs> but no, I don't, I don't have uh murderous tendencies. Don't worry. Um, Yeah, a lot, a lot is in my characters of me. I think the uh, huge aspect of acting is finding yourself in the character because a big part of acting is finding the empathy for the character. Like even if they're a horrible character and they do horrible things, like how can you love them? Because a lot of the times they think they're just doing what's right and they don't see it as wrong. And just trying to find that love for your character. And like, it's just like in everyday life, we don't always have the best relationship with ourselves. We don't always love ourselves all the time. It's really difficult to have that self-love at all times. And same with characters. So it's like finding myself within this character of like, oh, this character is deeply unhappy with themselves because of X, Y, Z. And it's like how, where in my life maybe, can I bring that in as like an example of, you know, something I can relate to with that character. But I think a lot, a lot is, especially with Eden. Eden was my, like, I just, like, I would just go on set and turn her on, and she was just there, you know. But that was, that was a fluke.
0: <laughs> you you going to miss Lock and Key?
2: Oh, my gosh, I already do. We already filmed season three. So it's been really, um, it's been a about a year since we've finished filming. I miss it all the time. I still see some of the crew members. And I mean, I see Jesse, as you guys were talking about Jesse earlier. I see a few of the cast members and stuff. But it's been it's been a while and I miss it a lot.
1: Um, I, w- I was just curious. When it comes to closing out on a show and so forth, what are those last couple of weeks like with regards to set? Is there a senioritis type of feel going around or is it very quiet and solemn or
2: um it's funny because it was um I worked solidly on it for eight months and that was like my first job where I was ever like going consistently throughout the week it was rare to have like a week where I had no work which was just such a freaking honor I miss it all the time because like my favorite part of going and besides the work itself was just like seeing all the familiar faces for eight months and working with such an incredible crew. And like, we got really lucky. We had a really, really great um, charismatic crew who worked together and um, was so friendly and just knew everybody's name and that kind of stuff. So it was kind of like a family. Um, And leading up to the last days of filming were hard because I had made all these little interpersonal, like, relationships with people. Um, But we still kept the fun up. We were always, like, trying to have as much fun as possible. Like, nearing the last few days, we started kind of, like, playing music and, like, in the green room, like, on loud and just making everyone dance. And, you know, because you can start maybe goofing off a little bit. Um, The last day, though, I couldn't look at most of the people who I had made these close friendships with. I was like, because we would just look at each other like, oh, is this is the last day. And would be like, don't even look at me. I'm going to cry. I have my close-up soon. <laughs> um, and it was just so, so beautiful um, and heartbreaking at the same time. And everyone came in for from the clap out for the rap. And, and I just looked around a room of all these incredible people creatives who i had made good friends with and i felt very very grateful to work with and i miss them every day
0: yeah from interviewing you and jesse you guys um you guys filmed and key quite a while ago season three and um the announcement came way after so did you guys know it was the final season when you guys were filming season three
2: yeah we actually got told um pretty early on while filming season two um we were yeah, we were we were informed about it being three seasons probably before we wrapped for Christmas, which would have been around like midway point, I think like episode 4 or 5 of of filming. Um and it was sad, but at the same time, I feel like it it's such a great series and like the kids age out at 18. And we were all like on the edge of 18. Like I was trying to figure out how old Eden was because like when's her birthday? And I was thinking because I signed on as a 17 year old, but then I'm all the things that happen in, in uh, the second season would have been the year after that. So I would have aged out, but maybe the demon bullet helped me stay in tune with magic, I don't know. So I was like trying to figure all that stuff out. And so it makes sense that they kind of like, they called it quits after three seasons because it's just like, sometimes you can't have a show go on longer than it needs to. I think they made a really good choice.
0: Carlton Cuse, which is one of the guys behind your guys' show, he did Lost. And ever since then, because when he was doing Lost, the networks kept trying to get them to prolong the show. And ever since then, he seems to know exactly when his shows are going to start and finish. He seems to really stick to that.
2: And I think that was kind of like the little bit of the, of the joke of just like, you know, Carlton knows, like Carlton has been there before. Like he's been on productions that have probably gone a little bit too long. And like, he's so seasoned in this, in this industry that he knows when to make the good choices. And I know that it wasn't just him. It was Meredith Avril and Joe Hill and IDW and Netflix and all that stuff. And everyone together making those decisions, but it just made sense for the way that the story was going and i mean there's so much more that they can do in that like that universe um because you have the 1775 stuff and you have the um what's in the, the keeper the keys and then you also have the future like what's going to happen after these after the locks whatever happens in season 3 you know no spoilers um So there's so much more that can be done in this universe. And like anytime I tell people, they're like, oh, what's the show about? They're like, oh, that's a really cool concept. Like if you could just like step into your brain, like that's awesome. Or like go anywhere in the world. The possibilities are endless. Could these keys be used in Rome? (laughs) I don't know. Let's go see. So yeah, it's sad that it's ending after three seasons. But I honestly think that it could have gone negatively if they prolonged it further than they felt like it was necessary to. Yeah, I got
0: one pressing question that I'm sure everybody wants to know is mm-hmm. you, you don't clean rocks anymore.
2: I don't clean rocks anymore. You know, I was thinking, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that this morning about I went up to my parents' place the other day and like there had like grass grew through these rocks that I placed like Tetris and cleaned for so long and it was it was definitely a little bit of a manic episode i won't lie um i hyperfixate on things and it was just like 6 weeks of really tedious but meditative structure and that was right after i had gotten off of filming like mm. my majority of myself and It was, it was definitely a little bit crazy. I was thinking about it this morning. Like if I posted anything regarding the rocks, again, majority of my followers would not know what the heck I'm talking about. They'd be like, what are you talking about rocks? And I'm like, the OG squad is out there (laughs) and knows that I was cleaning rocks with my hands for weeks. It's a little bit weird. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. I think no, I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> uh, we all
1: have our kind of like coping rituals, as it were. And especially, like you said, if you're like winding down from this big chunk of activity that you dedicated so much of your time to, it's like, okay, this can be a little bit more at ease. Yeah.
2: yeah. And I had uh-huh. nothing else to do. Like I didn't have much to do. I was winding down. I was listening to podcasts. I was like calling friends. I was in silence a lot of the time too, which is maybe a little bit wild, but like it was meditative. It was like this this like this motion that me as someone who has incredibly debilitating ADHD felt so like in tuned with. I don't know, it was nice.
0: I get it. It could be relaxing to do stuff like that. I trust me, I yeah. personally understand. But um this is your fifth time on our show, so I wanna thank you for that. And I hope that we get to keep you coming on even though locking keys in the past because since you were on the first time we've been fans of your music so i'm looking forward to seeing that chapter of your career going forward
2: thanks guys yeah i'm excited to to share some stuff and and get it out there i have uh three concept albums on the roster right now so I have a lot of stuff that I'm working on on putting out. So another song coming out June 27th. I really hope that I don't regret saying that because it keeps on getting pushed back because of timeline scheduling issues. <laughs> so don't hold me to that. But we're aiming for June 27th, a music video as well. And then we have another one coming out in July. So,
1: so yeah, was it-, in it was summer,
0: in summer, expect good things. <laughs>
2: Yes, sometime in summer, yes. There will be new music and music videos on the way.
0: I got to ask, I'm sure this is a dumb question, but um, was it crazy uh, making a music video in a swimsuit in the freezing cold?
2: I love the fact that you saw that music video because I I didn't really push it much. Um, I just kind of put that one and the other one out there. Um, Yeah, it was... So, funny enough, that blue dress is from Lock and Key.
0: And oh, nice.
2: I, uh, it was gifted to me, and it was during, like, Eden's head stuff. Oh, spoilers. Um, if anyone <laughs> hasn't watched it yet, they're behind. Um, But, yeah, it was um, one of the dresses I wore for the video stuff that was in the back of Episode 5 of Season 2. Um, it was freaking freezing. It was minus – 20, which in our term, that's for cold. It's like <laughs> freezing. <laughs> and then it felt like minus 30. So oh. that was horrible. I had luckily like some skin colored leggings on, but I couldn't do anything with my arms. Um, So I did it to myself because that was my creative vision. I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to be in a, a beautiful blue dress and long flowing blonde wig in the middle of a frozen lake in January. <laughs> and that's what happened. That's what did, you know, be careful of what you dream for because you might just might get it.
0: <laughs> Wait, but it, you did it like we were talking earlier. You went out there and you followed through with your vision and you should promote that song because it's fantastic.
2: Thank you. Yeah. I need to do better at that. I don't have the publicity team doing anything right now. So how's
1: the weather up there now?
2: (laughs) It's so much better. It's a little bit sunny, uh, a little bit cloudy today, but it's 18 degrees, which is so much better. Uh, And which is actually the name of the song that we're releasing so much better anyway um yeah it's 18 degrees and much better and it's uh it was up at like 20 25 the other day and it was just blistering hot 20 30. can't get the healthy medium i like the healthy i like jackets i like layering (laughs) either or is too much for me
1: i was just curious i'm gonna be up north next weekend so that's why i was wondering (laughs) just
2: okay
0: myself (laughs)
2: It should be good. I don't think it will be that bad. Yeah, it's, awesome. it's
0: getting better. Well, uh, before we decided to have Halia join us, we Mike and I were talking, or Mike brought it to our suggestion that we should do top five characters from movies and television, LGBTQ representation. And I thought it was a great idea. And you guys are going to learn that most of my list is from the last year and a half. And mm-hmm. uh, because I've been watching so much, and it seems to be like there wasn't much beforehand as far as, in my opinion, yeah. fair, and yeah. I find the uh, coming out stories fascinating because, as a straight human being, I never came out straight. Like it just, people just assume. Like I, I don't understand that having to come out thing doesn't yeah. make sense to me. But yeah. um, I'm gonna kick off with my list. My number five is Lexi from Saved by the Bell, played by Josie Tota. She is okay. an amazing actress, like 100 mm. amazing, and I hope we see more of her in the future i was really upset to say by the bell was canceled because it was getting awards too the new iteration mm-hmm. and she was definitely the standout
2: so why was it canceled that's what i don't understand about these things getting canceled like if it's doing well like yeah okay
0: it was doing well award-wise i don't think it was doing well audience-wise because you know people didn't know how to take the new tone because like it was serious but it was still goofy like the original show so there was some stuff and you know how people are nowadays it's just if you change too much or you make something too woke people walk away and i I don't understand that mentality yeah and also that
1: was that was a peacock exclusive right
0: yeah but Peacock, um they stand to seem they seem to stand behind their programming so i don't know because like it had just come off of winning a lot of stuff
1: i think i and i don't know halia if you if you're as familiar with this aspect of the industry or business when it comes to streaming platforms or not, but is there kind of this whole idea of like, they're just constantly churning out content that they're like, okay, let's push some of this to the side or push some of the longer running series to the side in favor of this new surge of content that we feel will track better with their audiences or I don't know.
2: There's this whole concept of it being new media when it's not new media, new (laughs) media has been around for long enough for it to figure itself out. Um, but, I'm not sure how that whole thing goes, but it's interesting to me how sometimes like I'll even be following the socials of like Netflix or whatever. And I don't know if it's because I'm in the show that I just feel like we get pushed to the side a lot, even though it was a, a really popular show. But it's like it seems like because there's so much content going on it's just hard for them to kind of give an equal playing feel to everything. So they kind of pick and choose their favorites, which like under, like understandably, but uh, with lock and key, like I feel like it was such like an, it was a pretty niche area. Like it was kind of like, it wasn't the whole, like, like for heartstopper, for example, that's one of my LGBTQ favorites um but they like pushed that so hard because it was so many different people in range and especially like a lot of social media people were like very like making all the fan accounts and stuff and so i think they saw a great outpouring of people online so they really pushed it but like lock and key didn't have a huge online personality so they don't push it as much as online which ends up being less promotion for it even though it was like a hugely successful show in its own right like it's just it's so weird but I don't really know the ins and outs of the industry yet I will learn them as I go along but it's a very strange world out there that just feels like it's like why <laughs> like why are you co- canceling the show so many people like Julian the Phantoms that fan base wants Julian the Phantoms back so badly just give it to them just give it to them <laughs> I've never watched it in my life. But those fans, they will never let the comment section rest until they get Julian the Phantoms back. (laughs) And also Anne with an E. Anne with an E. Those two are like, hello. We're not leaving. We're not backing down.
1: (laughs) I I haven't seen any of Julian the Phantoms, but at my job, we share a lot of music and a lot of the music from Julian the Phantoms makes its way to my ears. And I'm just like, this is pretty freaking awesome like i really i really dig this music
2: yeah like why did they cancel it then i don't know i i think if i worked at netflix and like i saw how many people were pouring comments into every single post being like revive julie and the phantoms revive Anne with an e like those two over everything constantly (laughs) anyway yeah i don't know why they do it
1: Who's your next one, Jason? Uh, oh Mike, Mike, what's your number? Five? Oh yeah, we, we go in like turns here. Oh okay. So. okay.
2: Um
1: well yeah, as Jason was mentioning earlier, like a lot of these might be more recent or relatively recent, I guess, in comparison. We're I'm very old, mm-hmm. but um <laughs> uh also in terms of like representation too, cause I know quite a few of these characters, some of them on my list are played by actual queer actors and actresses and others are played by straight actors. And I feel, I felt more, you know, if the performance and characterization is very empathetic and very reaffirming, then I feel it's worth mentioning. Uh, and this is a character who, I don't know if the official character has been, you know, uh, come out as, queer or what have you but the actress certainly has Cassandra Peterson as Elvira I'm this is like mm-hmm. the third list in a row that I've mentioned Elvira on it because I love Elvira um and so I know last year Cassandra came out and revealed that actually yeah she'd been in a 19-year relationship with a woman uh but to me Elvira has always been by at least which mm-hmm. I now relate to a lot more because I'm by so uh there's just this aspect of that character that I've always really enjoyed where whoever you are she's always so amicable and uh always so in the most high spirits even though you know the character herself is dressed in the macabre and everyone Mm -hmm. especially in the movies that she does everyone looks at her like who is this weirdo so to speak but she does not care and she owns it and i love her vivacity and how much she takes ownership of her life and so elvira absolutely like is one of my favorite queer characters she's in my mind at least yeah
2: i'm gonna look that up i've never i've never seen um that's a good answer Okay. I know
0: who she is, but I've never seen any of her stuff either. I need to cuz yeah. like Mike said he's mentioned it on like the last 3 or 4 lists and <laughs> I
2: need
0: to investigate. Always. Her. She's I mean, she's also
1: hilarious too. So like and she's been around for such a long time um that yeah, she's a staple in like horror fantasy stuff at this point. So she's like the grand marshal now of horror pride, so to speak.
2: That's so um, interesting how she's been in a relationship with a woman for 19 years, and it's not like bigger information. I mean, th- well, that's great for the privacy purposes,
1: but. sir. Yeah, but the reason why is because she last year had an autobiography, she put out an autobiography oh. or memoir, and that's where it was revealed. And oh. It's like, yeah, and we we're all like, a lot of us were like, we kind of already knew,
2: we like, kind of I figured guess. that, yeah.
1: yeah,
2: amazing. What's
0: your file, Leah? Uh,
2: like uh like my last in line or my first what do you mean like uh, I have... five
0: number number one would be your best but you can do it however you yeah, want Yeah, we do it in whatever order sometimes okay. we just list them out <laughs>
2: um i just watched russian doll and that blew my mind but i really liked lizzie and maxine characters so lizzie is played by rebecca henderson and maxine is by greta lee and like i bl- it definitely the the lizzie character was more out there and um i just really i love the show in general like i'm not a big tv watcher but like getting into russian doll just like took me on this journey and i just loved how it was never mentioned it was never cared like whatever it just was so natural and so a part of the show that it just whatever like you didn't have to come out like what you were saying jason of just like this concept that straight people don't have to come out why do gay people have to come out and well, that, obviously that's a whole conversation for another day
0: <laughs> that was one of the things i liked about uh, lexi on um State by the bell because um you know we uh josie uh kota is um trans in real life and her character was trans on the show and it was only mentioned once very briefly, but other than that, she was treated like a normal person, which she yeah. should be.
2: Yeah. That reminds me of Put Down Hunter Schafer. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Incredible. Yeah. yeah.
1: We're just now trading off shows and I. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. All right.
0: Well, my, my number four is um, Tony Padilla from 13 Reasons Why. You could tell my daughter influenced my list a little bit because I watch a lot of these shows with her. Uh, he was played by Christian Navarro, and he he was my favorite character on that show. He had the most range and the most heart, and i I think he's just fantastic, fantastic performance, fantastic character fantastic show, really nice
1: i've yeah, I've been told a lot of differing opinions on thirteen reasons why, but one thing that some people mentioned has been that particular character, Tony Padilla. so mm-hmm. the first
0: season it was just amazing um mm-hmm. uh, part of me wishes they had because originally they had shown like the suicide and like the you know the impact and what it was and they ended up removing it i kind of wish that that was still there because i feel like that was more impact on the show but uh yeah, fantastic show mm-hmm. and fantastic character
2: i felt like it was unnecessary to show it all like i was i was very shocked when they showed it all because here's the thing like if you look at the incredible Hitchcock, he never shows anyone dying, but you always know that it's happened. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, especially when it comes to something that was so graphic like that, not to erase what happens, of course, and like how it happens. And that like, if you do this, you will die. Like that kind of thing. I just felt like it was, a bit much
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, that's fair because i the only version i saw was the edited down version so
2: i I saw the actual version okay
0: Okay. yeah i don't have any comparison but uh that's fascinating that's been the main
1: kind of talking point that a lot of people have been saying to me is that there's a point where it's like they don't want to take away from the gravity of the actual initial situation but at the same time do you want to get into explicit or possibly exploitative territory with regards to the details Yeah. yeah That's a it show was that really does a
0: good job of showing all the layers behind what makes somebody commit a decision like that
1: like yeah
0: it's not one person it's all these many little things that just keep building and building mm.
2: yeah i only watched the first season of it after that scene i was like i need you to good? take care of my own mental health you know i'm, I'm good i think I, i'm good yeah mike, who's your next you character mike
1: uh for me now also a lot of these selections are going to end up being duos because a lot of these characters you know they just work so well together uh for me this is through television comics um and most recently the animated series uh harley quinn and poison ivy especially from the hbo harley quinn uh show where they've really fleshed out their relationship a lot and I love that was a main kind of arc for season two in Harley Quinn was Harley coming to terms with her feelings for Ivy and Ivy coming to terms with her feelings for her and this back and forth of will they or won't they that actually felt really genuine because they had a whole season before of their friendship that was just the most adorable friendship ever even though they're these crazy Batman villains (laughs) but um, yeah and also in the comics they've really they've really gotten into their relationship dynamic a lot more that it's even like I said you mentioned earlier Jason even if it's a character that's supposed to be a villain what are the or like you mentioned Haleah even if it's a character is supposed to be a villain how can you relate to him and sympathize with them and it's like you do very much through their relationship like they're villains but they're villains in love so I yeah. kind of love that
2: I'm all, I'm looking up all of this while we're talking. but If you wonder where my brain's going, I'm like looking up. I was actually looking up who played Poison Ivy in the past because I was like that'd be fun.
1: I think, I think in in the animated series it's uh, Kaylee Cuoco who or uh, who, who played her in uh, or Big Bang Theory. She yeah, the main girl, in Big Bang Theory, and yeah. then Lake Bell plays Poison Ivy in the animated show.
2: Cool um my next one is uh dairy girls have you guys watched dairy girls i have not highly recommend it's freaking hilarious um uh nicola cochland uh plays claire who uh she's also in bridgerton so she's the next year main care uh, lead for Bridgerton, which is really, really exciting. And she's just like a bundle of sunshine. I love her. But it's interesting because in Dairy Girls, she's like in this community where they aren't out there about it. Like they aren't, they're in small town Ireland, I believe. And it's just not a thing, right? And then it goes through this whole process where she just like goes to, like I'm a lesbian. <laughs> and they're like, ah, ha, ha, you know, like that kind of thing. And it's like her going through this alongside all of the craziness that's happening with her friends and stuff. I just love how, like, I just love her, her in general. I mean, Nicola is an incredible actor. So that was the one that came to mind. I was like, Oh yeah, I haven't watched that in forever.
1: And there's, Oh wow. I, di- I didn't realize I was looking it up as well here. There's like three, soon to be four seasons of it. Man. Really? Yeah, there's, there's supposed to be like a fourth season coming out. It's it's the
0: uh, British sitcom, correct?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah, I just
0: pulled it up too. I'm like, I should watch this with my daughter. She would love this.
2: Very girls, It's so freaking fun. I can't believe they're having another season.
1: I, I, Are they? That's what, uh, that's what it said here. Let me double check just to make sure I'm not <laughs> giving false hope to you. Here. Uh, da, da, da,
2: da. There will be no dairy. It says there will be no. Okay, well, they should continue on with it. Northern Ireland in the nineteen nineties.
0: Yeah, false hope, Mike. I'm <laughs> sorry.
1: I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> oh. I
1: got excited for. I was like, I got excited for Leah being like, oh, maybe there'll be more of it, and it's just like, ah. Oh.
2: No, that's sad because like that's such a good show. Well, they're so funny.
1: Let's get another hashtag going. Hashtag more dairy.
2: <laughs> more dairy girls, please. I'll be up there with the Julia, Julie and the Phantoms and, the, and with the Evie and like, bring yeah. back dairy girls.
1: <laughs> now, you yeah, gotta, you to turn around. now you're in the comments being yeah.
2: like, bring back dairy girls, please.
0: Yeah, make yeah. sure the hashtag includes dairy girls, not dairy, because I don't want any more it. I like what we got, and I don't want that to continue, yeah. dairy girls... <laughs> to go on forever. Um, I just realized my entire list is television. Uh, my number three, and then after number three, we're into a few older shows. But uh, my number three is uh, Jake and Devin from season one of Chucky, played by Zachary Arthur and Bajoran uh, Arneson. And if you guys haven't seen Chucky out there, the show, one, had no business being as good as it was. And number two, it tells one of the best coming out stories I've ever seen on television and film the two lead actors are fantastic um and it's just it's a simple story about you know coming out being in this position as a young kid and what you go through and i just done very well like i i do have a family member who's dating one of the cast members so that aside i just want to put it all out there like i was so glad the day that i watched this show and I didn't have to lie to her and say, oh, yeah, it was good. <laughs> no, it was fantastic. The young actors on this show are just amazing. Have it's, you seen yeah. any of it, Julio?
2: No, I'm – Tucky, like, the doll that kills people?
0: Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's a, the series based on that,
2: yeah. Sorry, not for me, but not for me.
1: <laughs>
2: no. uh, t- the,
0: the amount of heart, though, is – so good and you know Chucky has a queer son in the series as well and that comes up in the I
2: love that franchise. I've been seeing things about that of just being like if Chucky can get behind the gays so can you <laughs> like yeah there's, there's even a
0: line in the show where Chucky tells one of the kids like I'm not a monster my son is queer I support him mm-hmm. it's like wow <laughs> the call him you out
2: eat.
0: call yeah, him absolutely.
2: out yeah Sorry, I, was, I was
1: miming earlier like jason's check is being written as we speak There you I'm
2: go. Like, I'm
1: thank you for the chucky name drop there
0: well,
2: been <laughs> well, yeah.
0: for a long while now I, i've been championing it yeah but I, I i gotta put that out there because anybody that knows me knows that that i have that piece of my family so i want them to know that i liked it above that not just because of that situation but uh yeah.
1: unbiased opinion certainly yeah. to some degree
0: what's your, what's your
1: three mike my three, um, this is going back a ways to a movie now. This is Armand and Albert Goldman from The Birdcage. This is another movie that I will not shut up about. It's one of my favorites of all time. Like, I watched this with my folks when I was really young, and I should have known something about myself then because something just clicked for me, not just with the comedy but with the characters especially because it's certainly campy and... Uh, Albert is played by Nathan Lane so he goes very big and flamboyant but there's a lot of heart and a lot of character to the to this couple that even when I was younger as I was watching it like it really resonated with me how much this couple loves each other and how they're trying to how they're willing to put themselves through this farce of a presentation for their son who is trying to get the approval of his fiance's parents who are very conservative Republican people from Ohio. Um,
2: so, Robin Williams! Yes,
1: Robin Williams. I mean, I didn't
2: wow. mention
1: yet the X factor that is Robin Williams in this. Like, and he, Oh, and yeah. He's the one who's actually kind of more reserved in this movie. Like, Nathan Lane is the one who's going big and very exaggerated with his gestures oh. and his behavior. Robin Williams is, for lack of a better term, the straight man to Nathan yeah. Lane in this movie. But there's still... You believe them as a really loving couple that just can sometimes really push each other's buttons. Okay, and-
2: I gotta, I gotta read the the uh, breakdown. A gay cabaret owner and his drag queen companion okay. agree to put up a false straight front so that their son can introduce okay. them to his fiance's right wing moralistic parents. Yep. Wow. Okay, it's- I'm watching that tonight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's a it's a journey. It it really it really is. And like I said, this is coming from the mid '90s, um, which I felt was trying to get a lot of representation out there, but didn't have a really solid way of going about it. But I feel like this is one of the movies that was able to say, like, yeah, certainly we can have flamboyancy and over the topness, you know, with this this culture of drag shows and so forth. But also, these are human beings. These are flesh and blood characters that. You want to root for and invest in and absolutely like there's a scene in the movie and i get a little i'm getting a little teared up just talking about it but like they where they just have a sit down conversation by the ocean and it is like one of the most beautiful and also emotionally devastating things i've seen in movies so absolutely check it out enjoy the birdcage It's, it's a trip
2: i'm excited i'm really excited to see this I was, I'm was. i looking up the, at the cast, um, and then I ended up at jo- Joan Cusack's IMDb because uh, <laughs> Anne Cusack is in the birdcage, I believe. Yeah, Anne Cusack. And she's been in uh, 59 movies and 19 TV shows. She wasn't in the birdcage. This is totally irrelevant to everything we're talking about. But I just ended on, I'm like, wow, that woman has worked.
0: You just summed up IMDb in one sentence. Like, I I was here, and then I ended up here. I don't know how I got here. (laughs) It's
1: such a rabbit hole. There's no, like, once you start on one tangent, you'll find yourself, like, 20 tangents later somewhere else. It's All the
2: time.
0: Speaking of uh, Robin Williams, almost on my list was the hairdresser and the guy who fixed him up in Mrs. Doubtfire, who was also in Independence Day playing Uh a similar character.
1: Uh
0: I love that guy. He's got the look. like this. Yeah, he's fantastic. He was almost on my list. But Halia, what was yours? Uh,
2: Love, Victor, Lucy and Blake's bi-drama. So they never ended up together in the last of the, I believe it was the second season that they just, I think they're filming the third season. Mason is also in that, Mason Gooding. He plays um, the, I forget his character's name. Mason, forgive me. Um she, they introduced Lucy as being, I have to know my, <laughs> uh, love Victor Cass. What character do you play? Well,
1: Andrew, Andrew, um,
2: she's introduced as like his girlfriend and then Lake and Lucy start having like this, like sling. And I really love that kind of like, throughout the season, you kind of kind of get the vibe, but you kind of don't. And like, that's just my whole entire existence at all times. <laughs> so I'm like, am I catching a vibe? I don't know. And then it's just like, you end up going, yeah. I I really love them. Um, I think Ava Capri is, is great and B.B. Wood is great. And I just would love to be on a show like that. I think that's such a cool show.
1: Now, that was also... It was a show, but based off a movie, right? Love Simon. Yeah, yeah.
2: Love Simon. Yeah. Love Simon. Yeah.
1: Okay, that's. I was like, wait a minute. I think I know one of these. So I Actually, remember.
0: Um, I remember hearing about this for the first time, and um, I was really surprised, and I'm I'm glad uh, that Disney was like so attached to this, like they were out mm-hmm. doing it and promoting it, and because Disney usually slyly shows representation, it doesn't usually lean into it. And for this, they leaned into it and I was like, okay, hey, maybe things are starting to change over there mm-hmm. too. But um, this is something I wanna watch. Like, I, This is another show that I think I made my daughter really get into.
2: There's a cliffhanger at the end of season two that I'm like, tell me whose door is it? <laughs> um, actually going back to something you said earlier about straight actors playing gay characters. Um, uh michael uh simino who plays victor salazar i don't believe is out or identifies as um anything other than straight at this point but i i have talked to many actors who have played that character like those kinds of characters and it's just like well a you're hired and b i think it's a shift that's happening within the industry that it's just like okay like I would be very surprised and also disheartened and and largely like, wow, why would you do that if they continue to do that on a large scale, especially when it comes to trans actors? Like we went through a lot of years where it's like, I mean, and Murphy killed it, but I don't think <laughs> playing a trans character if you're a cis, a cis body person is not really like a thing that I kind of get behind because there are so many incredible actors who are trans who can very well just play anybody mm-hmm.
1: but especially if the name <laughs> itself and the character you know the character arc itself is tied to that specific identity so i feel it's very important to have someone who you know is trans to be able to mm-hmm. absolutely sell you on that, uh, yeah. that story arc yeah I, i've never been a fan of of that in particular uh like you mentioned before it sometimes with like, uh, hetero actors portraying more queer, um, or bisexual Mm -hmm. or what have you, like, certainly there's this nebulous area, but when it comes to the trans experience, absolutely. I feel there are many details and idiosyncrasies that only a trans actor could bring to that role. So
2: for sure. And you're only going to get a better performance anyway. You know, it's one thing to be like a kind of actor that's like, I want to be in the character and do something that's so far beyond myself. And like, sure, we could say that for the actors who have come before to do that, but we have such a a diverse group of actors who are capable of telling their own stories. And I think we need to allow them their space and give them that space to tell their own stories. Um, I mean, as a a bi-human myself like I would love to tell the story of of bi world and relationships and like you know how I'm constantly sometimes made to feel invalid because of only having officially long-term dated men and it's just like no that doesn't change anything like that's still I'm still who I am and it's just it's the same with with trans actors, letting them have their space and giving them their space to be like, this is who I am. I know my experience better than anyone who else, who could try to emulate this experience. And I think that's the safer way of going about it too, because then we have people to look up to and little trans kid who hasn't come out yet wants can look up to somebody and be like, I wanna be like them one day, you know? and not be like, oh, wait, no, my reality of what I think is a trans person because I haven't seen them anywhere else except for on my TV is fake because it's played by a straight cis person, you know? So that's a whole realm that I'm like, yes. Like any work that I get into, like I'm, I'm heading in the direction of producing and writing and um, getting into the behind the scenes aspect of um, TV and film. And a huge part of everything I'm writing is like, okay, I want to represent the people I know in my community. And the people in my community are just from everywhere and every aspect of the human experience. And I'm like, yeah, let's write for the the people who are, are going to live authentically on screen, because that's going to be the most beautiful thing to watch. And that's going to be the most connective way of telling a story is to have somebody who's you know, experience something like that, tell it authentically through their own words and their own expression and their own experience. Yeah,
1: absolutely. (laughs) Well, not relevant though, relevant tangent, absolutely.
2: I
0: agree. I want to do a quick shout out because you mentioned, you know, trans actors and they're killing it on TV right now. Laverne Cox Mm -hmm. was recently in Investing Anna. Um, Jesse James Keitel was on... Uh, Big Sky, and um, Hunter Schaefer on Euphoria, all doing a great job. Mm-hmm. And I, the one thing that I, I think really, like you said, you know, getting these people represented on TV played by themselves, it also creates exposure to people that have been raised to be afraid or, you know, various reasons why, you know, but it allows more understanding because you see the people on stage, you're like, oh, they're just normal people, which they are normal people crazy. Well,
1: I yeah. think that speaks overall to not just this, but culture in general is, and you've heard me harp about this ad nauseum, Jason, many times, holy, I apologize in advance, is that I hate it when, you know, audiences and fandoms like start to pigeonhole themselves into just one specific yeah. thing. Because yeah. again, that, that precludes anything else. And I'm, I'm certain you can't be In the know about every single show, every single piece of art, every single piece of literature out there. That's just Mm -hmm. you know a physical impossibility. Yeah. To purposely like cordon yourself off from anything else just because it's not what suits your palate at that moment, I -hmm. feel it's you know, it's not beneficial for the self, especially. Like I'm always just trying to find something new, even if it's like it's in a completely different language. Like I'm really getting into Tollywood mm-hmm. and Bollywood movies right now. Uh,
2: just cool.
1: I watched a really great uh, Tollywood film a couple of weeks ago that blew my mind. And I'm just like, I need to watch more cinema like this. And, uh, and getting into more stories, having to deal, like you said, Aaliyah, with experiences that maybe now I can relate to, which is, mm-hmm. you know, stories about being bi and what that means. Mm-hmm. And someone mentioned in the comments here, like the frustration that comes with having to justify um our our intimate connections with people even though they're like well doesn't that just mean you like this particular person it's like no it's you know having to combat the erasure of our identity in that regard Mm
2: -hmm.
0: well so Uh, many people hmm? go
2: ahead
0: go ahead go ahead
2: uh so many people become so uh closed off to it because they don't allow themselves expansion of their understanding of the world and themselves. And so when it comes to even like considering a black James Bond, like people are like, oh my God, no, we can't have that. Why? Why? Give me five good reasons. Give me two good reasons why. Actually give me one. If you have one, you don't have one because there is no one good reason. There's no five good reasons. It's an actor who has different melanin levels in their skin (laughs) like if they're good at what they do i mean if they start hiring people just based off how they look and not how talented they are that's one thing but how many white actors who suck are getting way too much screen time like there's just it's that's where it is sorry that's really yeah Uh, Uh.
1: absolutely on point and like especially with a stable of like james bond at this point in the cultural mindset, there doesn't need to be anything to say, like, exclusively white guy at this point. It's like British intelligence agent. Yeah.
2: That's it. <laughs> like, and at this point, it's been played by so many freaking people. And yeah. it's like, we can do anything we want in these universes because they're, they're not real. Like, sorry to break it to you, but it's not real. And it can be literally anybody. Mm -hmm. And it's like people go to, uh, you know, these Marvel movies and, and there's massive 30 foot tall, huge dudes. And flying things and like all of these crazy worlds. Sorry, I'm not in the MCU universe. Please don't <laughs> disown me. <laughs>
0: yeah, but you guys could hashtag that halia for the MCU. Let's give her some of that Disney. Yeah. Money.
2: Yes. We'll love that. But like, you know, you go to that and you believe that. Why is it so hard to believe that there could be a black James Bond? Or or even greater idea, why not why isn't it a, a black female who's gay? Yes. Keep the Bond girls because we all love the Bond girls, right? I want to be a Bond girl. I had an outfit on the other day. I got into an Uber and the the guy spoke no English, but he's a Bond girl. Bond girl. And I was like, yes, let's manifest it. (laughs) But like, I, why not? You know, you can do anything with these. It's just the pushback of, of people being homophobic and not open to, Recognizing that the world is much more expansive and colorful and beautiful than their little shoebox of an understanding of life that they've created and have had created for them through generations and tradition. Yep. How, how
0: are we doing on time, Halia? You doing well?
2: I got nothing going on today.
0: <laughs> Just wanted to make sure because we have, have no. we've had you for an hour, such so. taking- I got good good news taking- for you, Halia the rock (laughs) great news uh love victor season three is next week there
2: we go yay okay cool wow three days
0: actually not like it's almost here yeah we're almost in next week
2: i am excited i am so excited wait wait i'm gonna send a little picture of this to mason because i'm gonna be like look I'm such a fan girl of you, Mason, that we're even talking about it. I love Victor's <laughs> season three coming out in three days on a podcast. <laughs>
0: uh, <the laughs> ba- you should be talking about me. Let's
2: put it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. The bad I'm news
0: so. is, is it's its final season. Streaming loves to do three seasons yeah, in bomb. I've noticed say, that. that. seems to be
1: like the, the go-to number for like, okay,
0: good. good
2: well, if you think number. about it, it's like a if a three-act story arc. Sure. Right. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. I think three to five seasons is great because you can also have the five, five act story arc, which is just like splitting down the second act into two parts but anyway uh all that stuff um going into the whole writing world has been really interesting and like breaking down concepts into three to five act structures anyway um i think they like it because it's just like you get really into it and then you know you move on to the next thing it sucks though because that's a good show but i would love to you know what i want them to do because they're doing this whole love victor love simon thing why don't they do like, Love Lucy, Love Lake? You know, like why don't they have a a a, a spinoff one, yeah. a femme lesbian sapphic one? Why not? Do you you know what's really annoying? As someone who uh I've, who is by and wants to work more. I mean, a big reason I cut my hair. I won't be. I won't even lie. It's a mess right now. That's why I'm wearing my hat uh is because i wanted to get away from like the very heteronormative look that eden had and i never considered eden to be completely like straight though i'll be honest that was like my little secret but like there are not a lot of shows that focus around uh lesbian stories like much at all which is really annoying so I'm saying to whoever is in the seat of making decisions over at Love Victor and Love Simon, please let me know. I'd love to fall in love with a woman on screen <laughs> any day, any time. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. You're not going to do it.
0: So You can, a lot of you can find her on social media at Haleah Jones. Just message yes. her
2: in, <laughs> Yeah. And I'm it's, just making music right now. So I'm not working. <laughs> I've been off for it, but I'm happy to go. Let's go.
1: Deal. Be like, hey, Let's character could be a singer songwriter. Get, you know,
2: I hashtag love Haleah. There we go. There's it's so a- much. She could also be in landscaping because apparently that's something I love doing as well, <laughs> which is pretty gay. I'll be honest. Like, it works. It works. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Do I have
0: one more in my roster of, like, things to we, share? We left off at, uh... Yeah, number two. My number two is Cosima from Orphan Black, played by Tatiana Massolani. I love Tatiana Massolani. um, and she could read the phone book to me, and I would just be so happy, like, if she sent me an audio recording of the phone book. I, I downloaded her version of Hunger Games, even though I'd already read it, but I wanted to hear her perform it, and I was not disappointed. But uh, yeah, Cosima's fantastic character on Orphan Black, fantastic show, fantastic actress. Mike, you're number two.
1: Uh, Again, another couple. Uh, This is from the Black Mirror episode, San Junipero. Kelly and Yorkie, played by Gugu Mabathara and Mackenzie Davis. Uh, This Black Mirror can be a very hollowing experience because it's always about the doom and gloom about technology and social media and You know where it could be leading us to a more grim future and so forth but this was like the one episode in the series that actually felt really good like positive reaffirming uh very beautiful love story about this these people who find themselves essentially who find themselves and each other in the afterlife quote unquote i'm not going to spoil anything but it's 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 a really well done story and Mackenzie Davis and Gugu Mbatha-Raw are absolutely wonderful together their their dynamic is really touching and beautiful and they bring out the best in each other, not just in terms of the characters, but in terms of their performances, so I recommend San Junipero absolutely.
0: I'll have to check that out for sure. Um, We had a comment. Um, I love Bridget, Lundy, Payne and Atypical. Great show, Jesse. Great pull because I should have put her on my list too. It shows what a teen trying to deal with coming out as bi deals with. If only it was so acceptable in my teen years. And that is unfortunate, at first, that it wasn't acceptable when we were younger. But um, two, oh my God, this, this show is perfect on so many levels. One, it deals with autism on a level that's not making fun of the autism. Like it's a character that has autism. And then on top of that, they're dealing with the sister who's coming out as bisexual and they do it in such a great way if you guys haven't seen atypical it's one of netflix's highlights as far as original programming goes good pull, jesse what's your number two
2: Halia? um i feel like i'm like there could be better ones here but just now that i'm like thinking i feel like i like i said i don't watch a lot of stuff in general but i've heard really good things about portrait of a lady on fire and the miseducation of cameron post i haven't finished carol i'll be honest i think i fell asleep um there's just like a lot of things that i need to watch that i feel like i'm like not i was like racking my brain i was talking to my friends about it yesterday just being like what do i put for this because i haven't watched a lot of movies Oh, i care a lot that's great um Uh, Sex Education, uh, Eric Chudigatwa, he is incredible. He's so funny. Um, He's such a strong actor. And um, wait, I need to check. Is he, I think he's gay in real life too. Or else he's a very, just a very good actor. (laughs) Let me see. I'm doing my research right now
1: it's okay we we usually have max as notebook and pen guy where if we're doing lists he's actively i think writing down his lists as he as we're doing them so
2: apparently he's never publicly dispo- disclosed his sexuality which great i don't think that even like you just don't have to yeah the, i mean i'm pretty open about it because i'm i'm single so <laughs>
1: <laughs> well you came to the right place to be like hey
2: all you hey. nerds out there. All the nerds. I'm not a nerd myself, though, so I'm always surprised that you guys, like, bring me back out because I'm, like, honored. <laughs> I'm, like, I feel like I'm an honorary nerd even though, like, I'm not a nerd.
1: I think our philosophy is we can be nerds about anything. Like, music. That's a good point. Like, like, we we got some music nerds on here.
2: We got I can some... be a nerd about music.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you're into with us. It's, uh, we bring you back when you gel well with us. And, like, you jesse and we have a few others that just gel really well
1: when they're on i have mentioned before though like whenever you do leave you know the 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 podcast at least when i've been on the show it immediately we go from like being really energetic and exuberant and then it's just a bunch of us old guys like talking about <laughs> old guy stuff and i'm like man can we get halia back like
0: <laughs> i
2: <laughs> love us- that because like i i'm the kind of person where i either have like a lot of energy or i just don't have much at all <laughs> and i have such a resting bitch face like i just like like my resting bitch face looks so angry and so tired and so that brings me a lot of joy to hear that because i'm always worried that i'm gonna like bring other people's moods or energy down but that's like usually later on in the day or i'm
0: in my 30s mike i'm not that old we you, you granted a- it's only for another six months, but I'm still in my thirties.
1: You run a podcast talking about Matlock. <laughs> like I do. That's that's some old man stuff like right there. And I think one time we were Love talking that. about we were talking about what belts fit, fit best on our pants. I'm like, we're old men and we're talking hey, about this.
2: I had to get a belt the other day because none of my belts fit me. Like whenever I go get a belt, even the small one, it just like it doesn't fit. <laughs> So I got one that has holes along the entire belt, and I'm like, nice, okay. That is- we can talk belts with you guys too. We can all be old together.
1: There we go. No, no, you, you're youthful. You, you. Yeah,
2: Bring the youth. Bring the youth. The youthful elixir. Like, yeah, no, it's like
1: my back's starting to hurt. Yeah,
2: uh, mine already my- was. That's why I'm sitting on the floor. <laughs>
0: My number one is, um, forget the showrunner, The show is just fantastic, and it was really my first experience with a gay character on TV, and that is Willow, played by Allison Hannigan and Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
1: That's right.
0: I, yeah, and Tara, uh, and Tara, of course, you can't yeah, really mention a- Willow without Tara, but very well done story, and um, uh, it's a shame, you know, like, all the behind-the-scenes drama with the showrunner, but... If you guys out there haven't watched Buffy, I highly recommend it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. It was like a gradual kind of arc that developed for Willow as as the show went on. Yeah.
0: Nice. I remember it kind of being controversial at the time.
1: Mm. I guess just because, yeah, it was the mid or late 90s, early 2000s, and people were still trying to figure out, like, representation. How does that
0: yeah. work? <laughs> That's about the time Ellen came out on our show. Like Everybody was freaking out. I'm like, what's the big deal? <laughs> like, I don't understand. The yeah. show's still funny. She's still the same person she was 10 seconds ago. But apparently... <laughs> Jesse.
1: Her. Jesse says uh, hell yes, Willow and Tara were the reason I realized I was bi.
2: Wait, wait, wait. Jesse Camacho? <laughs> <laughs> very,
1: no. Very I was to to Jesse. Wait, are
2: you telling me that I'm just learning that one of my best friends is by. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very different <You're>, Jesse. <laughs> um,
2: okay, I was just about to say. I was like, I need to call this man and say, "What's up?" Like talk. No. Yeah. Um. Did you give yours, oh, Mike? Oh no,
1: no. Sorry, I was just realizing my number one. Uh, David Rose, played by Dan Levy from Shit's Creek. Oh. Oh, did I steal one? <laughs> but yeah. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, well, well let uh, So that was your number one as well?
2: Uh, that was one of my number ones. I chose to go a different route of something that wasn't as well known, but, or I guess kind of well known, but good choice. Yeah. Oh my gosh, do I love um, that dynamic between Noah Reed and, and Dan Levy. Like that show, just in general.
1: It's such it's, a, yeah, it's a beautiful it's, show. It's,
2: it's so good. I cried so hard and I don't cry at shows a lot. Unless they really got to do some good work. I think it was because I just like binged watched it so quick and it was such an amazing show. Like the comedy, the writing, the cast dynamic, like it was all just perfectly cast.
1: Yeah. That's I another one it. too where I feel like they're very much in control of like when they wrap up the show like they could have gone more seasons but at that point it's like the characters they've been through their arcs like david is completely different from where he started in the beginning and it's like you know what this is a perfect ending for this character and it's just like yeah no and dan levy is just an awesome you know talent
2: oh good yeah so um my top is uh I just binge watched Heartstopper the other day and uh the character that plays L Yasmin Finney I love how we see her navigating the new school and you know being very insular at first and then she kind of gets like this nudge from the teacher to just kind of like go and make friends or whatever and she just makes friends with the two lesbians in the school. And it's just like, they just happen to be like, just the coolest girls in the school and just welcome her in and just make her feel at home. And um, yeah, that was the, that's the last show I had watched that had a LGBTQI plus character in it that I really, really loved. And also just Yasmin Finney is gorgeous. So yeah
1: definitely like we have those performances and those characters that we have our awakening to of like okay Mm -hmm. yeah i see it it's like
2: it was she go for me from kim possible (laughs) an animated character i was like damn wow (laughs) or it's watching pirates of the caribbean and not not being sure if you're more attracted to uh miss swan or uh, orlando blue oh
1: okay yeah, you either know, of the termers Yeah.
2: Do you like Kieran Knightley more or Orlando Bloom more? And then there's Johnny Depp. Yeah. <laughs> He's incredible actor. But yeah, that's my number one.
1: Nice. All right. Nice. I gotta say, we went through many different kind of like talking points while just this list. It was like. Hugely. Yeah.
2: I love that. I love always jumping around. Thanks for having me, guys
1: absolutely i think no, fine, the next
2: neighbor is starting to mow the lawn so this might be a really good time to <laughs> go before it gets a little bit loud
0: i i gotta say i was thinking during our discussion with the top five i was like we just need to fire the rest of the geeks and just have hire you to be our third geek and just be We're me, th- there's mic. three of us yeah <laughs> that's i could
2: bring. i could bring a lot of like just naivety to and and humor because i won't know most of the things you're talking about so i could ask the dumb questions and then you could expand on them and then i'll learn something
1: it might wear thin on you having us always be like okay so the thing about this is and
0: the lore about this is
2: yeah man i agree with you (laughs) yeah yeah,
0: tell us what you thought about spider-man in the new movie (laughs) And all it was
2: Spider-Man. great. The CGI is, was impeccable.
0: What mm. is your favorite silent film? My
2: favorite, <laughs> favorite silent film? Uh, I can't even make a funny joke about that.
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Any movie on mute? <laughs> I
2: mean, that was honestly past my mind. I was like, anytime I watch my phone on mute, Um <laughs> yeah who's your favorite Spider-Man
0: uh mine yeah uh, it's probably t- uh I know uh, the, uh, the new one what's uh uh Tom Holland Tom Holland just because he's got the um he's got the much larger quality of work like I love uh Spider-Man 2 and I love Amazing Spider-Man 1 but I like pretty much all of Tom Holland stuff yeah
2: did, plus he did, doesn't look uh, like he's
0: in his 40s playing Spider-Man
2: true did um did they only do one movie eat how many movies did they do for andrew and toby
1: Andrew toby three. toby was three andrew was two yeah
0: andrew was supposed to have three but then they let him go and then brought on tom holland because initially uh sony had uh teamed up with marvel to do amazing spider-man 3 and marvel said if we're gonna do it with you we're gonna reboot it because your universe doesn't fit with our universe
1: they're a nice way of saying you messed
0: this up <laughs>
2: let's do it wow that's interesting i didn't know that cool
0: but uh, again Halia, thank you all time for whenever you join and pop yeah. it's, it's always great uh everybody out there you guys can follow Halia at Halia jones on social media and i love the stuff you're doing on social media especially now it's very positive and ensuring and you know men suck i totally get it i'm one but i friends with men yeah. so i know 100 yeah. percent of what you're saying like i always tell everybody i understand why some women don't want to date men because we suck
2: yeah, yeah just in general <laughs> even if i wasn't interested in a woman i think i at this point in my life i'd be just taking a very long break from them you know just not yeah. the time right now it's just not the time so anyways, you gotta just give yourself some space yeah. and then you get back into the dating scene and it's like oh this is why I gave myself space <laughs> yeah yeah well thanks for having me guys I really appreciate it it's always fun to to catch up with you guys and I'll see you again soon
0: absolutely absolutely see
2: thanks. ya all right see
0: ya everybody else out there you guys can have a great day remember check out Halea on all the social medias hashtag Camacho for Screen six also, check out Mike at YouTube.com forward slash MikeMcGTV. I got to say, Mike, this is one of the best shows we've done in a long time. Yeah,
1: and now I feel old because Halea's gone.
0: <laughs> so. <laughs> so let's talk about Metamucil.
1: <laughs> no, no, it's it's always fun to just kind of, yeah, these are always, I always love the top five episodes, too, in general. Like, this is mm. fun to hear everyone's choices.
0: Yeah, ab- Absolutely. Uh, Everybody out there, I wish you guys a great weekend or rest of the weekend and safe week next week and enjoy each other. We'll talk to you guys soon.